What's up, everyone? This is Jason and John, and you're listening to the Jelly Cards Podcast. Another National Sports Collector show is in the books. John and I wanted to recap this year's National and give you our opinion of the show. We also go over the cards we picked up and took a look ahead at this upcoming football season. We didn't dive too deep into football cards, so stay tuned for next week's episode because it will be dedicated to the football card market. So if you are ready, we are ready, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. All right, welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 18, and I've been I've been super excited. Honestly, it was like last week I was telling myself, I was like, man, I'm like, I wish we were already recording. Like I we recorded on Thursday, went to the national, and I literally wanted to then record the next day. <laughs> Cause I've been on I've been on the uh, sports card high ever since we came back from the national. All I've been doing is watching national videos on YouTube, you know, card collector two, uh, Mojo Sports. Uh, I've been watching sports card investors just because they're they're pretty legit videos. Uh, you know, I'll give props to to Jeff uh, Wilson. That's his last name, right? Jeff Wilson, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he his videos are like very. He's got like almost like a good production to him. So they kind of they're not just like you know somebody's walking around filming with a camera. You know, what I mean, they're kind of like a little bit better quality, I guess. So yeah. I do like his videos. Um, but yeah, I've been just I've been nonstop looking at sports cards, watching sports, you know, uh, national videos. Um, so we'll start off just by recapping the national, recapping how you know how the show was, what we thought, what cards we ended up buying. Um, so just give me your initial. Well, actually, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I uh, I told you last week that I was um, I sent you that. I think I sent you that Jeff Wilson video, right? When he was talking to um, the director of communications from the national, or I told you to listen to it. Oh, I don't remember anything about that. Okay. You know what? Uh, This was a great episode guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so he put out a, he put out a podcast episode um, and he was talking with the director of communications of the national. The guy's name is Ray Schulte. And he was just kind of going over about like the the national for this year, the changes that they made, and then the future of the national for years to come. Now, when we first got there, the first thing we realized was, holy crap, this is huge. Yes. Way bigger than it was back in 2021. Yeah. They had obviously way more vendors. They had way more, way more square footage. So in... 2021, the square footage of that national was 400,000 square feet. This year, for 2023, they upped it to 600,000. God. Mm-hmm. And so they said that because uh, they did that because they still had such a vast waiting list of vendors trying to get in and get a table. Even upping it 200,000 square feet. They still had a waiting list. Wow. Yeah. So 
they even uh so jeff wilson he made another comment later on in that video and this is how i wanted to start off this podcast he said even though the card markets are down and you know we've talked about that too we talked about that you know card markets are just not the same since the car boom era we're seeing a lot of drops and you know dips in markets for certain players things like that however he said even though the markets are down this this might be the biggest national ever put ever yeah. in the history of the national he was like so he was like so why is that he's like why is why is the why are markets going down yet you're seeing the biggest national yet and with all these people. And so give me your thoughts first on that. Who said the markets are going down? Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, so... we, we've said it too, though. We've said, I mean, the markets aren't, aren't the same as they were. For certain cards, yes. But I feel like if you're, if you want to talk about a general market, I wouldn't, uh, you could say it's like, declined a little bit but maybe certain cards markets are going down and other card markets are going up so i don't i don't know i kind of already don't like that but um yeah how can so my initial thoughts are how can you the you can say that the market is going down that's fine i understand that certain cards that used to have high values are now coming down to reality so to speak and they're realizing their true values but other cards are gaining value and i think the national is proof that the hobby is growing and that the hobby is thriving. Mm-hmm. Just just because certain cards markets aren't where they used to be or aren't where you want them to be, it doesn't mean that more and more people are not getting interested in getting involved with sports collecting. So again, yeah, it's just it's proof to me that God, maybe in maybe whenever it comes back to Chicago, they'll up it to like eight hundred thousand square feet. Who knows just, what's gonna just happen? Take over the entire convention center. Yeah, honestly, because I. Uh, we were we were there for the whole day on Thursday and I know we talked about how upset we were that we like we missed almost an entire room so who knows what's going to happen as uh, this hobby continues to grow with fanatics taking over and just pumping tons of money into sports cards so yeah I'm like a little bit confused with the with the the market is down maybe the market is down for certain cards and cards that you have or you thought would stay high that aren't actually super valuable but i feel like it's being um compensated with other rare cards gaining extreme value but But see but see that that's the thing though and i and i think that's what he means by it because i believe i was also watching a mojo sports um one of his videos as well and he said the same thing about that the, the markets are down they're not what they used to be during the card boom era so, but then he's saying that, oh my God, like, look at all these people. I mean, it was, it was on, listen, it was unreal. We went on a Thursday. It, there was, there was times where you could even like walk down the aisles. Like it was, it was almost frustrating to me because I can't even look at these tables. <laughs> there are so many people. Yeah, me too. And it was, it was so hot. It's funny because every single video I've been watching and all the people when, you know, uh, people I've been talking to about it. Everyone just is like, oh my God, it was, it was just brutally hot in there, (laughs) you know, but, um, but you know, for, for us, like, yeah, we not only, we actually missed two full rooms, the, the initial room when we got in, when we walked into it, we, we didn't even look at that room, (laughs) 
And then that that middle area where all like all the breakers were, where like backyard breaks was, um, PW uh, was, and all that stuff, like where PSA kind of was, we didn't see any of that either. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so like you can just tell, like we were literally there at ten o'clock, and we stayed. I think it was like five fifteen when we ended up leaving, and we missed two full rooms. Like yeah. that's how huge the national was this year, but. I, me personally, I do think I kind of agree with it that the markets are down because you're seeing a lot. Like, I think the markets are down for cards that like are affordable to the average Joe hobbyist. But you're seeing the, the crazy markets for, like you said, these super rare cards or these very old school vintage, you know, sports cards, baseball cards, whatever it is. I think the market's alive for that and that's why i i keep preaching that i think it's moving towards towards a more high-end market because you know i've been looking at like i said i've been looking at cards left and right i mean you could buy a you could buy trevor lawrence like just like you know regular rookie cards or maybe even like a refractor card and they're like a little over a hundred dollars and he's one of the like the biggest names in the hobby right now in terms of football cards okay now now all all if you look at autos, though, they're all like $1,000 or more. Those are crazy high. But then if you look at nine autos, I just don't feel as if the market's like the same yeah. as it used to be. Okay. I think it's – yeah. I, not to get into like an argument, but it's just – it's if you're expecting cards to go back to the full price it was in the card boom era, I think that's like it's, – it's going to be almost impossible. So I can, you can, you can call the market low. You can call the market, you can say that the market is dropping, but I prefer to be a little bit more optimistic about the hobby. And I would say that the market is normalizing. It's kind of getting back to what it should be because yeah, even Trevor Lawrence is an amazing quarterback and I think he's going to have a pretty great year, but would you rather put, I don't know, a hundred bucks, 120 bucks into a base Trevor Lawrence PSA 10 or would you rather put that $120 towards buying a numbered or paralleled rookie card of Trevor Lawrence? In the card boom era, you could, those cards, who knows, they're probably selling for like three to $400. But that's just because everyone was just jumping into the hobby and wanted to be involved and wanted to buy up their players and all this stuff. But now, finally, people are getting a card boom era. People entered the hobby. Post card boom era, people are getting involved in the hobby and actually doing the full research. And that's why I think that these card prices are where they are. But yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's just terminology. So it is what it is. So what, what was your overall feel though for the hobby or, um, for the national this year? Um, just compared to, compared to how it was um, in 2021 when we went, like what was your overall feel about it? Were there things that you um, wish they did differently? Um, or did you like the whole idea of you know three different rooms and all these different vendors and breakers and all that stuff so for me personally i like maybe this is an unpopular opinion but i didn't like the breaker room i kind of wish that they didn't have that at all if if people want to run breaks i feel like maybe you should set up some sort of other area outside of the national to do it i always consider the national just going to a sports card show and being able to buy raw graded singles and boxes and stuff 
but to just have people sitting in a huge room breaking carts i didn't i didn't want to spend any time there watching it or like yeah. buying any teams or anything like that but that's just my opinion on that aside from that i to be brutally honest i agree with you jason i get i got kind of i got kind of frustrated just just because of how crowded it was and obviously because of how hot it was cuz yeah even when we would go to a certain booth or go to a certain case that i wanted to look at i was just like i felt kind of rushed kind of like people are just trying to look over my shoulder or kind of bump me out of the way so that they can look at the cards first so mm -hmm. i thought it was super crowded and i wish that uh maybe there was a way to make it more spacious so people aren't like all hovering over one table at a time and you have more room to look at a different table while someone's looking at another table but it just felt way too busy way too much going on for in my opinion but i enjoyed it i i had a great time walking around meeting people talking to people looking at cards buying cards trying to sell cards uh all that stuff so i had a good time but um i wish like we talked about when we were coming home i wish we had more time i wish we oh yeah. yeah i wish we could have spent the full weekend like like people do which kind of makes sense to me now that you kind of need to make it a whole weekend to get the most bang for your buck in my opinion and I, I i totally agree and i thought the same thing i'm like i'm like no wonder people go off you know four or five days of the of the national you need at least two days because clearly <laughs> there is no way you're seeing that entire show in in one day and it was upsetting. It was very upsetting to me that I'm like, wow, we literally were here from open to close. Excuse me. And we missed an entire room of tables. Yeah. An entire room of tables, and we didn't even see it. And it's just you're thinking to yourself, like, there could have been awesome deals there. Yeah. You know? And it was, yeah, it was extremely frustrating, but – I, you know, watching all, watching back on all these like YouTube videos and stuff, I'm just like, man, like, I was like, I wanted to do more with like our social media accounts. Like, I really like my thought process going into the national, leading up to the national, was I wanted to do like some type of vlog or like record us like making deals at tables or whatever the case may be. But then when I was there, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I should be doing like some social media stuff. But then I was like, but I'm looking at the time, I'm going like hours are just, you know, time yeah. is just ticking away. And I'm like, I don't want to spend the time like having to like make content where I'm, I'm missing out on like deals or I'm not, you know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. you know, now I felt rushed. Like I felt like, oh my God, like we have to get going. Like we're spending too much time here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. It one little section of a room took us like an hour just to get through. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I wanted to do more with like the social media to like be able to have content to post and everything because I, like we talked about in the group chat, you know, last night, you know, I, I do think that we should start utilizing our YouTube page more. We literally have one video on there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like we should start utilizing YouTube more because I, I definitely think that a lot of people – uh, a lot of collectors and, and hobbyists watch these, you know, these vlogs of, of like Mojo uh, Sports and Card Collector 2. Um, what was the other one? You, you mentioned some other one, the storytelling one. Yeah, baseball card investor, trader, collector, that guy. Yeah, so like I, I, I want to be like them in a sense of like we, 
need to post more content. But I, yeah, I wish we had two days to spend. And maybe next time when it is here, I believe it's going to come back in, uh, what would it be? Damn, it'd be 2025. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to come back, I believe, yeah, the following year. Because next year is going to be Cleveland, which honestly, man, I think we should really consider taking the trip and going. Really? Honestly, yeah. I, I truly think so. I think if nice. obviously if it lined up with our, our with our real life schedules, because like we say all the time, uh, we live boring lives, well, work, <laughs> work lives, boring work lives. Yeah. Um, I really think if it, if it ended up adding up to where it, you know, it lined up with our work schedules, like leave super early on a Friday, be able to go to the show Friday and then ha- spend it all day Saturday. And then you just come back on Sunday. Hey, if we're, if we have the weekend off and we can make it happen, I'm in. I got, if, if we're really interested, I might try to get that weekend off regardless and go. And yeah, then we I can like, that, yeah. oh man, we can hit up like card shops on the way and on the way back. Mm-hmm. And we can, and honestly, we can like record the whole thing, record the journey. That could be something that we post, like you know, uh, like honest, honestly, like we'll, we, you know, we can have the setup to where we are like kind of just, you know, vlogging our journey to the Cleveland National. You know? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm laughing, imagining Luke falling asleep and us like shoving Twizzlers up his nose or something, <laughs> just pranks and stuff. But yeah, I, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I just I, I think we should consider I, I you know, we say all the time we got to do more for jelly. And I and I completely agree that, you know, if we want to get to the level of, you know, these other hobbyists that are actually able to make the hobby their their career. I, I think there's a lot more that we need to start doing and need to kind of dip our feet in, you know, and figure out how to do it and everything. But because I I. I I want to walk around the national or I want to walk around a card show and I want people to react the same way they react when they see Mojo, you know, <laughs> or they see Ryan from card collector. You know what I mean? Like I want people to be like, Oh my God, there's Jason and John from jelly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got to start showing my face a lot more. Well, it was funny because so when you were over at PSA, uh, myself and, you know, like we said, hockey town, John JK came with us to the show. And him and I were walking, you know, those back tables all the way in the farthest room. And I was at a table and somebody walked up to us and was like, hey, jelly cards. And I was just like, whoa, like and it was a guy that um, was from Baseline. Uh, mm-hmm. He was he was he was somebody I, I um, never saw before. I didn't recognize right away, but he was like, oh, I saw your shirts. I recognized the logo, knew it was jelly cards. And I just wanted to come up and say hi. You know, I'm, I'm from Baseline. You know, he told us where their table's at and everything. But I was like, I looked at JK and I'm like, oh, my God, we have a fan. Oh, my <laughs> God, I'm famous. <laughs> well, hey, I, and then I signed his T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, t- I took out one of his slabs. And I just signed my name on it. Yeah. Let me see what you got. What do you got in here? Yeah. Oh, this 101? Sure, I'll autograph it. <laughs> Dang. That's cool, though. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it was funny because it was right in front of, a, obviously, a vendor table. And I looked at Leah. I'm like, yeah, it's only because we, we spent so much money with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah back yeah. on track. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would love that, too. And I, I feel like we could uh... – I feel like we could do it and we should really look into trying to do it. Just, I don't like, I don't even care anymore. What's the, what's the point of not 
trying basically we got to figure out how to shoot these youtube videos do vlogs and things like that and it could just it could just be honest to god it could just be us driving the car shops or something yeah and driving just, to the yeah, national like, yeah shoot shooting the crap in the car in the car talking about cards you know obviously you know make sure that we get consent so we can record and everything but you yeah. know at some of the shops but if they say yeah it's cool like that we should do it you know obviously we would have to kind of up the ante and, and get a, a, a nice little setup but you know, that's been something we've been talking about, you know, for a while now. And, you know, especially, you know, we want to start like recording ourselves, you know, doing these podcasts too. So we can post on YouTube and we can have, you know, clips of us actually, if people can actually physically see us <laughs> rather than just listening to us, you know, I think there's a lot of things that we could do to better jelly for the future. And, you know, the biggest thing is, it's just time. It's yeah, just, absolutely. It's, it's time, you know. You know, unfortunately, we we still have real lives outside of the hobby. You know, as much as we want the hobby to be our life, we, you know, we have to make the time. If that if that means like we're, hey, we're coming home from work right away and we're, you know, setting down and we're editing or doing whatever. If that's if this is truly what we want, it's the sacrifices we're going to have to make. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely know what you mean. So. You know, it's a, it's a bummer because, you know, I know we're, we're tired as hell when we come home from work and the last thing I want to do is do more work. But if it's the grind we have to do, then, you know, I'm willing to like have to do it. You know what I mean? I got you. I hear you. I agree with you. But let's, uh, let's talk about the, um, the cards we picked up because, um, you and I both were able to buy some cards there. Uh, I know you went back a second day, you know, you went for just like a couple hours that's dedication right there, right before work, <laughs> you know, sweating when you got to work. Oh, my God. That was horrible. <laughs> um, but uh, just let the uh, listeners know uh, what you picked up. Yeah. So I picked up a total of four cards, which is like kind of crazy, in my opinion, because I had every intention on going to the show and buying at least like 10 to 20 cards, even if they're going to be raw or I was going to buy like five to six slabs. Because I was just excited to buy some cards and just build my PC, see if I can find some cards for Jelly that we can use as kind of investments to eventually flip. But the first day when we went, I only bought one card, and that card was the uh, I bought the Travis Kelsey Tops Chrome Rookie Card Refractor. I bought that card because I feel like, based on everything that I've been reading, based on everything that I see. And all the stats that I always look up, I think Kelsey's going to become a Hall of Famer. Oh, easily. And he's probably going to be remembered as potentially the best tight end in history. But I, that's that's a bold statement. So I'll at least give him like top 10, top five. You might, I mean, honestly, you might not be wrong because he's still got a few, obviously, you know, years yeah. to go. So, yeah. I, so I saw that card and I just thought it was a really cool card. Top scrum rookie and a refractor. So that was all I bought on the first day. And then second day, I I worked really close to the national. That's a little bit personal. My work is like 15, 20 minutes from the national. So I left my house early, <laughs> went to the national, parked, walked all the way to the freaking convention center, already sweating. Wait, where'd you park? I parked in the garage, but I had to oh, park okay. in like a I had to park in a further away part of the garage. So I had to mm-hmm. go down to the street level and walk across the street. Oh god. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh so, man. And you're. Oh god. Yeah. I was wearing my jelly shirt though, so that's nice. Oh okay. People, oh okay. my god. Yeah. These guys are sweaty pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked. I walked all the way to the show. Um, 
dropped off some cards, and then I bought three more. I bought three Justin Fields PSA 10 rookies, all prisms and all parallels. Unfortunately, not numbered. If you follow us on social media, you might have seen them. It was those, uh, the green, the pink, and the orange laser Justin Fields rookie cards in prism PSA 10s. So those were my pickups. I With football right around the corner, I feel like now is... I, we probably should have bought them a little bit sooner, but especially right before the season actually kicks off, which which mm-hmm. is today, quote unquote. I think that those were pretty good pickups for for Jelly and good investments for just like football cards in general. But yeah. um, what about you, Jason? Tell people everything that you bought and things that. Oh man, after I'm gonna ask you things that you wanted to buy. Kind of like I asked when we did the sports card spectacular, Chicago sports spectacular. Mm-hmm. Are there things that you were looking at a lot and you wanted to potentially buy and you just decided to move on? Because again, that definitely happened for me. But what are your thoughts? Where'd you buy? Uh, so you know, like I said the last episode, you know, I really didn't have a game plan going into the national, which was um, weird of me to not <laughs> like to not know exactly what I was going to be looking at, but. Um, I decided I wanted to do football cards. Like once we were there, you know, obviously, you know, talking in the car with you and JK on our way to the national made me think, you know what? Football. That's what I want to buy. I'm not going to look at any baseball cards. Um, I want to strictly do football because obviously the season's coming up. Like you said, we probably should have been buying them a little bit earlier, but if there was a time to buy them, I thought now was the time. You know, the markets are going to, in my opinion, increase once mm-hmm. preseason starts. And then, of course, the first day of the, you know, the regular season, I think there's going to be another uptick in the, in the markets. So I told myself football. I was going to be looking at for Justin Fields. I was going to be looking for Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love. I think I, me personally, I truly think for the Jordan Love market, I think if he has a decent preseason, his market's going to increase maybe by like 20 bucks, 30 bucks by the time the season starts. First game, I think you can flip Jordan, uh, Jordan Love cards. I Tru- so truthfully, I think his I think people will um, people will be wanting to buy him because hey, he's replacing Aaron Rodgers. He's he's going to be the new starting quarterback for the Packers in a division that you know, I I think it's going to be good. I think honestly almost like every team in the in the division is going to be competitive. Yeah. So I think Jordan Love is 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 a good buy right now. Long-term hold, I don't know if he is or not, but at least for right now, those were the three uh players that I was going to be looking at. Um I'll answer your first question, uh the second question you asked first. It was it was tough passing <laughs> up some some baseball cards, man. Me too. There was um there was a lot of like Julio Rodriguez, a lot of really affordable Wander Franco cards. Uh, it was tough. Like I saw Wander Franco first Bowman Chrome for like fifty bucks. You know, <laughs> I, they've honestly, dude, he's dropped under fifty now. <laughs> that was once a two hundred dollar card. He's under fifty. However, if you saw, he just hit the longest home run of his career yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was tough passing up football. You know our baseball cards because there was some like really good you know julio rodriguez like mega box refractors you know that were super affordable priced beautifully and you know i'm sitting there going should i do it should i do it but i'm like no don't don't stray away from the plan you know (laughs) 
because then you're going to end up wasting money on these cards. You're going to find a better deal and you're not going to have any cash left over or you're going to be hitting up an ATM. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so the first pickup I had was a, uh, it was a Justin Fields. I've been posting it on our social media. It was a Justin Fields rated rookie optic hollow variation. Um, it's a very cool picture of him. Yeah, it is. I, re- I like it just because of the, the image that they used. Uh, without his helmet on, you know, he's not at like, it's not like he's playing on the field. It's just him and his, you know, in his uniform, no helmet looks really cool. Uh, it was, I thought it was a good deal. What I, what it was priced at, you know, compared to what it was selling for on eBay, I was able to make a deal and got that card. So I, I was super happy about that. Um, I saw earlier in the show, I saw Jordan mm-hmm. love, uh, Phoenix Fireburst. You know, I've been like really into the Phoenix cards now. Yeah. Um, so they had a Fireburst and I couldn't make the deal with the person. They they wanted a little bit more than I was willing to spend on it. Uh, but later on in the show, found the same card again. I uh, was able to make a deal on that one. So I uh, walked away with uh, uh, Justin Fields, PSA 10, Jordan Love, uh, Fireburst, PSA 10. But I'm like, I'm with you, man. I was kind of like bummed out. Yeah. That I only bought two cards, yeah. you know, because I had, like you said, I had every, every intention to walk away spending all the money that I bought, that I brought with me, you know, yeah. because I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to be at the national, I'm going to spend money. Yes. Like, what, what am I here for? <laughs> you know, what, am, you know, and obviously my initial thought was like, oh, I don't want to go into any investment cards. I want to buy PC and just have fun with it. But, but I'm like, you know, what's, what's better for jelly than to buy some investment cards of football players with the market, you know, heating up. Cause I'm, I'm sitting back now and I'm going to ask you this question too. I'm sitting back going, if there was any sport or any player or position in a, in a professional sport, that would be your biggest, quickest flip. Who would it be? What posi- what sport and what position? Oh your, boy, your quickest flips in the hobby have to be quarterbacks, right? I think so. I mean, it's it's the it's the shortest professional sport here in the here in the states, and it's truthfully the only kind of valuable card if you're buying football players. I mean, you can buy running backs, you can buy wide receivers, you know, you can buy tight ends, you can you can buy defensive players, but realistically the money is where the quarterbacks are at. Like that's where the money's at. And in my head, yeah, with the whole like Jordan love thing, I'm like, I could, I might be able to flip this fireburst card the moment the season starts, you know, a month later. Yeah. Tommy, do you agree with me? I do agree with you. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful point. And I think I just wanted to add that uh, us talking about, being upset not buying cards i think it ties into what we started the podcast with it's just like i don't know it was it was kind of tough to even look at cases for the amount of time i wanted to look at cases and even if i could there's somebody else like there's three or four other people waiting to talk to the dealer mm-hmm. so it's just like oh god i i'm i'm stuck at this table for 20 to 30 minutes waiting to talk yep. to, the, to the guy to see if he's going to budge on this price and then it's like nope and i'm like okay well time to go to the next table and do the same thing so it's just Mm -hmm. like over and over and over again you go to one table there's 40 people there you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting you see a card you like 
you want to try to get it, you can't, you have to move on. So it's just, yeah, it was kind of like, um, I don't know. It just felt not appealing. If that's a, if that's a good way to put it, it just felt like, I don't know. It just didn't feel how I wanted it to feel. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I, I felt the same way because when I bought that Justin Fields, a uh, hollow variation, I was at that table for quite a bit because the guy that was standing in front of me or the standing next to me, he was making like, uh, you know, he had like a over a thousand dollar deal going on. Mm. And man, this guy just wouldn't quit on trying to obviously. And, and hey, kudos to anybody. Obviously, you're there to make deals. That's what you're there for. Yeah. You know, but man, he would not quit on trying to like, OK, well, what if you added in this card? Okay, <laughs> well, well, can you get to this price? Well, what if we did this? Well, what if I what if I paid you this cash and then I Venmoed you this or what? And I was just like, I'm sitting there going like, oh my God, like <laughs> I just I just want this one card. Can I just buy this one card? Yeah. You know, you have this stack of cards in front of you. Like, I just want this one, you know, because in my opinion, it's like I could have just walked. I, I, you know, what if I would have just walked away? Yeah. And then you lost on that sale because I was ready to buy this card, you know, but but again, like, yeah, you're, you're spending so much time at this one table. And then obviously I, and I thought too, looking on, uh, when I was watching these YouTube videos, I feel like there was more people trying to sell cards than they were trying to buy cards. <laughs> For real. There was a lot of people trying to sell their cards. Obviously we were two of them, but man, like everybody had hard cases with them. Yeah. And every single table, people were like, you buying? You want to look at my cards? You want to look at my cards? And then that takes up a lot of time, too. That's a really good point. Yeah, you're right. You know, and I mean, I know you tried to sell some, you know, some cards. Unfortunately, you weren't able to, um, which, man, I thought you were going to. Because, <laughs> you know, the card that you were trying to sell was like every single person you, you showed it to, they were like, holy crap. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So. It was it was kind of a bummer. I know you tried to do the crossover with PSA, didn't really work out in your favor. So you're gonna you were ready to kind of just part ways with them, but um, you know, but yeah, take uh, you know taking up the time of trying you know sitting behind you know sitting behind these people trying to work out these massive deals. You know, you're spending yeah, it takes up time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and at, at, at a vast card show like that, when there's there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of people there, you know, we both said it to ourselves. It's like we almost kind of preferred the spectacular. Yeah, honest, Scott. You know, just because of it's a little bit more personable. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's what I. That's why I got kind of just a little bit sad. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that I'm angry. I'm not angry about anything. I had a great time, but it's just kind of like sucked because I wish we could have spent more days there and got more time to look at every single table and do exactly that. Do exactly what you just said. You didn't get to like kind of be personable with people. You were just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And then like, Hey, can I get this? And they're like, Nope. Like, Oh dang. Okay. All yeah. Right. Well, what do you think about on this one? No, I can't do it. And then you're like, well, I just spent 20 minutes at this table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not walking away with it, you know, cause there was other, there was other cards that I was trying to make deals with, you know, and, uh yeah i was i was happy i was able to sell some pokemon cards yeah that was cool uh you know i tried to sell man the only guy the <laughs> only guy that had Yu-Gi-Oh cards at his table and i couldn't sell my Yu-Gi-Oh cards to him <laughs> i know there was one there was one vendor there who had an entire uh this um case 
of nothing but graded Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And he, and he was, at least he was honest with me though. He told yeah. me straight up, Hey, you might as well keep them. Cause I'm a low ball you on these. Yeah. And I was, and I'm just sitting there like with the, with the blinking face, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, great. But, and I try, I still try to make a deal. I'm like, okay, well, what about just maybe one of the cards? Cause I was trying to sell three of them. Uh, he was definitely interested in one, but I, I just, I couldn't get him to get to my lowest amount. Like the, the absolute lowest amount I was willing to go. We were still off. I couldn't get him there. And he told me, he was like, honestly, just, you know, keep them, you know, you should just keep the cards. And I, and I was like, Hey, you know what? I appreciate that. Yes. You know, absolutely. I appreciate you being like, Hey, I think you should just keep them. Cause he said he hasn't, he didn't sell a single Yu-Gi-Oh card that, that whole day. Dang. So he was like, yeah, I know, which is like, but you're, I, to me, every other table that I was going to, that tried to sell the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I was obviously looking for people who had Pokemon cards. Yeah. Be, that's who I was looking for. Some people had like maybe some strays, you know, in there, but everybody that I was asking, like, hey, are you interested in buying these Yu-Gi-Oh slabs? Every single one was like, I have no idea what the Yu-Gi-Oh market is, so I'm not <laughs> interested because I don't know anything about it. You know, so it was, I think eBay is just like my best bet. I'm gonna probably have to just sell them on there. Yeah, I think I agree. I don't think Which, that uh, it's kind of sucks, but yeah, because I was, I was, you know, some of them are kind of valuable. I could have you know, walked away with maybe a decent, a decent amount of money, and then use that money to buy some more cards. Yeah, exactly. That's the you whole know? point. And you, like, like I said, you brought up a really great point about all the people that were trying to sell. Because yeah, you're right. A lot of people would walk up to tables, including us and say, Hey, uh, you guys, are you guys buying or are you, are you interested in looking? And almost all of them said, yeah, some people even had signs like always buying. So yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very welcoming that if you wanted to sell some cards, they were open to it. And uh, yeah, I wish I could have sold some, uh, some of my cards. Well, and, and that's the best part about like going to these big shows too, you know, is just, it's, it's the, it's the opportunity to not only find, the cards that you're looking for, you know, like I know I'm going to find Justin Field slabs going to a, going to a, a show of this caliber. I know I'm going to, I'm going to see the cards that I want and I can also walk away with some extra cash because I might be able to sell some cards that somebody else might want. You know, unfortunately it's like, I, I didn't have much to sell because you know, my, my own personal card market is just not there, but <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice, but you know, some, some, uh, some people that are coming there trying to sell their cards. I mean, they're slapping their entire, their entire hard case on there and they got like probably, you know, 50 cards in there that they're like, Hey, look through my, look through my box and see what you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then that's, and that's just taken up a lot of, a lot of time too. It's almost like maybe they should have how kind of like how they have like trade nights. Maybe they should have like seller nights where, Hey, you're just kind of go. You can go in and just try, try to sell your cards versus like trying to do it at the actual, sh you know, show, which yeah. is just, you know, you know what I mean? I, I don't even know if that would even be able to work or if people would do that. But, you know, hey, yeah. we have we're the vendors at the show, but we're here to buy your cards. So show me what you got instead of doing funny. it during the actual show. I think that's a really cool idea. I think that'd be awesome. I think if, uh, I think honestly, I think that is what happens at trade night. People call it quote unquote trade night, but if you're not going to just do straight up trades, it's always going to be like one slab for another or one slab mm -hmm. for two plus cash and all that kind of stuff. 
but it would be really interesting for them to kind of limit the selling to the vendors because to be like not i don't i don't want to sound like i'm tooting my own horn but that's kind of the reason that i did not put my whole case on the on the display case and say hey look through this and tell me what you want um to be as transparent as honest with people as i can one of my favorite cards in my collection that i was trying to sell because i tried to cross it over to psa but it failed was the um the gretzky rookie i had the uh 1979 opc gretzky rookie i bought that card years ago because i <laughs> i i finished school i had finally had a real job and from the little money i had saved up i wanted a gretzky rookie but I had so many other cards in my case that I could have offered to sell to people, but I just, I didn't want to have to have them sit through everything and be like, Oh, I don't know how much this is worth. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. It's so much easier to go up to a a vendor and say, Hey, here's this card that I have. Are you interested? And if they say no, I can just move on. But to have them look through the whole case, I'm taking away time from you guys. I'm taking away time from you and JK who are kind of like hanging out and trying to look at tables together. And I'm taking away time from other people. And that's like, I guess people are going to maybe listen to this and just say, hey, that's that's how it is. That's part of the that's the nature of the beast, as they like to say. But for me, I'm with you, Jason. I didn't even think about that, and I'm I'm proud you brought it up because it it took it takes so much time away from everything. Because when we were at the uh, JK, can attest to this. There was an Austin Matthews PSA 10 Young Guns. Were you there when I was looking at that card or trying to get the attention? Uh, I don't think so, but I remember you guys talking about it. Like yeah. After you walked away from the table. Exactly. So we, I was, I was standing at the corner of that big showcase waiting to talk to somebody about the Austin Matthews. And then I think a lady from the showcase over was like, hey, do you need oh, something? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember. And, and I was like, hey, can that I? Guy, the guy was doing like a massive deal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I just want to look at this Matthews and then the, she yeah. actually got him to come over and that was that, but it's, it is what it is. I, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the hobby. It's always going yeah. to be part of the hobby and in the defense of the hobby and in the defense of people who buy and sell sports cards in general, I'm proud of the sellers being open to listening and looking at mm-hmm. cards. In my yeah. I think, I think honestly, I think we should try going to some of these trade nights i would love to man i i texted you guys to go to the don diego trading night because yeah. uh, i know eric is trying to build the pokemon 151 set and he's got so many duplicates now that he would have probably gone to this trade night at dave and busters for don diego's tcg night and he probably could have found some great cards and great deals absolutely yeah. and i texted you guys the photo that i got from diglett's dungeon that someone was selling vintage WOTC packs or like willing to trade WOTC packs at the trade night. So if I wasn't working, I would have been down even just to go by myself, just to kind of hang out with people. Cause like you, like we're talking about here, you don't, you didn't really get to do that as much as I hoped we'd be able to. I didn't get to spend as much time with people as I hoped I could because the show was so massive and so packed, you just kind of like I don't know. Everything kind of got lost in the shuffle, in my opinion. Yeah, and and that's and that's the unfortunate part about it is like I I feel like I didn't get the true national experience. You we know, obviously, I'm, obviously, you know, the first um, uh, the first one we went to back in 2021, we were kind of we were new. You know, we were new to the hobby. We we're new as jelly. You know, so going to the national, it was a little bit smaller, but you know, 
we didn't have the the knowledge that we do now or you know or like that that kind of that desire and that fight to be like you know this is what we need to grow jelly you know what i mean so like this year it's like you know coming into it and you know we're obviously growing as a business i just i hate that i didn't get that full national experience that i wish we would have got because yeah like you said you know we've we missed two complete rooms there were there were tables that there were so many people around them that i i skipped and i just went to the next one and i'm just thinking to myself like we could be passing up massive massive deals here you know and 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 just because it's like we just we don't have the time to to spend it and i think that's why i'm like if we can maybe work out a way that we can go to the cleveland show and get two days out of it like, man, maybe we should like really consider it, you know? I agree. I think that'd be really even like leaving cool. on like a Thursday night, and if we were able to spend all day Friday, all day Saturday, come back Sunday, like I truly think that that should be something we should look into at least if we can all manage it. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. we can bring we can bring the wives and the girlfriends too, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, we can make an entire thing out of it. You know, they are. Listen, they support us just as much as we support each other. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So, and if, you know, hey, you guys, if this is our way of taking a trip and then we bring them with, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not even, not even joking. I think that um, even if they don't come to the show with us, they could just make it a whole like uh, yeah. girls trip. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they can girls, do what they want to do. trip in Cleveland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where else would you want to be? <laughs> oh, man. We should I'm gonna break out the Joakim Noah quote. <laughs> do, 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 do you want to do you ever hear anybody say i can't wait to go to cleveland or whatever he says <laughs> is cleveland nice but uh, hey, i don't want to say well, that if if we're uh well if we do go we should also try to hit up a guardians game yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't want to i'm not ragging on cleveland because i know one-on-one card shop is in cleveland and if we went to the cleveland national i promise you i'm going to that card shop to say hi to steve and oh yeah Corey sure. and everyone that's there yeah, I would I would love to make a weekend out of it because after what we've been through, I think it's it's become apparent that we have to make a weekend out of it. One day is not enough. No, there's no way we could we would dedicate that time to drive to Cleveland to only go to the national for one day and then turn around and come back. Like we would need two days. Yeah, Even if they, trip. Yeah, exactly exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. It's 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 us doing what we need to do in order to get to the to where we want to be, you know. Yes. And 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 we had a you know we had our own little personal jelly meeting the other day talking about you know the upcoming years of like you know our plan of attack, and you know we ended it with, hey man, we got to do more. Like we mm-hmm. have to, you know, we 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 can't keep coming up with a thousand reasons why we can't do things. Listen, to, I don't know who told me this first, whatever scared money. Don't make money. And I feel like that needs to be our new motto for business purposes. Obviously we're in this hobby to spread love and like make connections with people. We just did that the other day when we bought another fields card, but at the same time, we can't like, we can't just buy, buy cards and then stop buying and like just chill for a little bit if we have the funds which we do to buy more cards like i don't i don't see the point in not taking the risk and at least trying same goes same goes with the youtube videos and all that if we can somehow find the time 
and are willing to put in the time, I don't, I don't see the the harm in at least trying. And I think that goes for anybody who listens to this podcast and wants to get involved in the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's there's nothing to be afraid of. Like as long as, okay, hold on. As long as you're not rude, as long as you're not um, kind of cocky and condescending and think that you're smarter than everybody else, then just go for it. Like as long as you have an actual interest in trying to build your sports card brand and kind of connect with people, I see no harm in at least giving it a shot. Listen, it's like with any business you're you're trying to start, promote, grow. You have to you have to put the time and energy into it. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like you're going. Listen, there's going to be failures. Like fail, you know. I always <laughs> go back, so I don't remember. I don't know if you ever uh, watched. Did you ever watch the Ultimate Fighter for the UFC? Sometimes, but not like a full season. Okay, so the uh, the season that they had when uh, it was Chael Sonnen and John Jones, they were both coaches. And Chael Sonnen, literally, he made a quote, and that quote has literally stuck with me. I don't even know how many years ago that was. Um, but he literally said, failure is always an option. <laughs> like, failure is always an option. But it's what you do to prevent it from happening. But don't ever be afraid to fail because it's going to happen. It's like it's inevitable. And that has literally stuck with me. Like, listen, we're going to we're going to invest in cards that are going to be failures. You know, I think I might be the sole reason why Lonzo Ball has not not come back from injury. (laughs) He might retire. (laughs) And, I, you know, if Lonzo Ball is listening to our podcast – I am sorry I bought your cards. I, I literally bought Lonzo Bark ball cards, and then he turned around like the next week and got injured and hasn't played since. Yeah, good God. You know, Brendan McKay, like we have you're, – you're going – there are going to be failures, but it's, it's what you do to make sure that those failures aren't what's defining your business. You know, we're not telling you to go out and just buy, 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 buy. You know, be smart with it, but – if you truly believe in a player or you truly believe in a set, go for it. You know, yeah. don't be don't be afraid to to step out of your box. You know, even if you even if you come up with an idea and like this is what we want to do, it's okay to stray away from it. <laughs> and I think that's something that, you know, we need to realize as well. It's like, you know, yeah, if you could stick to a game plan, but it's okay to like step out of it a little bit. A little bit, yes, exactly. A little bit, you know, not not completely change everything you've worked so hard to do, but to step out of it just a little bit is okay. Yes, you I know. Agree with that. So, um, <laughs> we can uh, we can wrap it up here if you want. Uh, is there is there any other? First off, is there any other football players that you're looking into going into the season? I know, like. Uh- I know you were looking at trash. I'm shocked you didn't mm-hmm. buy a single trash cart. Uh, trash. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to do that. Hilarious, I'm shocked, bro. <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't buy any trash cards. I was show. trying to. Like, oh, man. So uh, we maybe we should make another national episode because we're going to go on for a long time. But there are so many football and basketball cards. So many. 
and like i was looking so hard for psa 10 trash cards but i couldn't find any so the ones that i did find i felt like they were overpriced or like they were usually um it was that uh, green one it was what the rated it was a rated rookie optic green something i know they had it for like 300 yeah probably sounded that which probably was like way too much exactly but jason and all the other haters in jelly Luke, Eric, uh, maybe not Luke. Luke, Luke, Luke doesn't even talk to us half the time. <laughs> but he's. If, have you been looking at the Kyle Trask market? Have no. you been reading about Kyle Trask? No, I've only been All looking right. at Baker Mayfield. Okay, well, <laughs> have fun looking at Baker because I'm telling you, man. Once the season starts, or even preseason, Kyle Trask has been "quote unquote" very impressive at camp, and I'm almost certain he's going to take over that starting job in Tampa Bay. And like I said, just in terms of investing, Kyle Trask, if we would have bought his freaking $20 Mosaic Autos, I promise you those cards are going to be at least 100 bucks, if not $200. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm doubling down on Trask. I didn't buy any at the show because I just felt like $300 for an Optic Parallel PSA 10 was yeah, a little bit crazy. Yeah. yeah, like I know I'm a, like a Trask believer but i don't i don't know if you're gonna sell that card for 300 bucks i was hoping to get them for like 100 bucks maybe yeah. 70 something like that but yeah I, we've gone off topic again but i trask daniel jones i was looking at daniel jones cards trying to yeah, find man, some you've been you've been talking during your entire hiatus <laughs> it was all about trask and daniel jones and you have yet to buy a single card of each of them just, just you wait and see, Jason. Just you wait and see. Did you Who buy th- one? Mm, maybe. <laughs> you bought a Daniel Jones card, didn't you? Nope. Like, you bought, bought a, a Trask card? Two of them. <laughs> you yeah. sick SOB. Yeah, don't you worry. I will show them off when it's time to sell them. And then you guys wow. will be like, oh, my God, we should have listened, we should have listened oh to my John. God. No, we'll be like, oh, my God, we can't believe that he lost money on this. Yeah, we can't believe John wasted his money again. <laughs> We're going to oh. kick you out. Kick you out yeah. of the group. Yeah. He's losing yeah. us money. It's inevitable. <laughs> wow. What, Damn. What, what about you, though? Before we wrap this up, what? who are you looking at to buy? I mean, yeah, honestly, I wish, you know, I wish we had our jelly meeting prior to the national. That would have been great. I said that too. Have, we could have looked at way more higher end uh, Justin Fields cards, but uh, you know, I still think I think man, I was looking at Trevor Lawrence cards this morning. You know, obviously, I said, "Hey, do you, you guys interested in Trevor Lawrence?" Instantly got shot down. So I was like, "Okay." Um, Whoa! I didn't say that. Yeah, I know, but you know, if we're not all in agreement, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, cause I was like, man, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, obviously non-autos are still very affordable in my opinion. I mean, some of his mosaics, so like his mosaic refractors are under like 200 bucks in PSA tens. Dang. I think Trevor Lawrence could be a, could be an MVP. I think he, he's very good. <laughs> obviously, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but I'm saying like, he's really good, you know, and I think he's going to take Jacksonville to a level that they've never been at. So, I think I agree. Um, so yeah, and man, I really want to buy some more Minshew cards, dude. Oh, good God! He might he might be the starter for the Colts. They might what? not roll with they might not roll with Anthony Richardson right away. Yeah, maybe not right away, but. So I mean, what if Minshew? Ta- what if if they start Minshew? What if he starts like killing it with the Colts? 
like he did his first year with the Jags. Mm, that could happen. Listen, <laughs> Minshew was not the reason why the Jaguar uh, the Jaguars sucked. Mm. They just they just left him as the fall guy so they can get Trevor Lawrence. They mm-hmm. wanted to tank the season for Trevor Lawrence, and which it worked out for them. You know, now they they're a playoff team. But I Minshew's still a gamer, man. <laughs> and and I want to say this: uh, we can end on this. You know, we maybe we can even dedicate next episode to it. Kirk Cousins, man. Oh, good God! Give me a Kirk Cousins card, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that guy is a gamer. Watching that Netflix series with him in it has completely changed my whole uh uh my whole mindset on Kirk Cousins. I just want a Kirk Cousins card for my own PC. I wish I would again, I wish I would have been watching that series before the national because I'm sure that there was probably a Kirk Cousins, you know, rookie card somewhere on one of those tables. Yeah, he's <laughs> what a gamer, man. Yeah. That I like poor guy. <laughs> he, had, he had no defense last year. Yeah. And he, and he kept that. He almost was like him and Justin Jefferson almost were like the sole reason why they were, you know, they were in it. But that's what I'm <laughs> end on. So just give us your last uh, second thoughts on it, and then you can wrap us up. Okay, freaking Kirk Cousins, good God, and Gardner hey. Minshew. Hey man. Yeah, just you're right. Look out. Okay, sure. So, um, for everybody listening, thank you guys and girls for hanging out with us and listening to our podcast. This whole podcast episode was just kind of a recap on what we felt about going to the National, our thoughts on it, and just basically what went down on the day that Jason, me, my brother, and our friend JK were able to spend there. It was a lot of fun. If you went to the National, can you please reach out and let us know what you think? We only were able to spend one day there, but Jason and I, if you've been listening this whole time, obviously wanted to spend a lot more time there because we felt like... The show was massive. The show was almost too massive that we just kind of couldn't hit every single table that we wanted to. And we wish we were able to. And going off of that, if you were out there and you went to the National, which is probably going to be a huge chunk of anybody who listens to our podcast, what deals did you find? And like, were you looking for deals? Did you buy cards? Did you sell cards? Did you trade cards? Please let us know. Reach out to us on social media. Instagram and Twitter, we are at Jelly Cards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. And on TikTok, we are Jelly underscore Cards. And just let us know your thoughts on the National and what how your days were spent. And yeah, um, football season is right around the corner. We are, we bought, as we talked about, we bought some football cards kind of leading up to this upcoming season. Preseason, I believe, starts today. I think the Jets are playing the Browns, so I'm kind of excited for that game, to be honest. I want to see what's going down with Aaron Rodgers. And, mm-hmm. yo, we got to talk about Zach Wilson because I feel like Zach Wilson might get some snaps tonight, and I'm curious to see how he does. Oh, so, man. So, yeah. Um, let <laughs> add us know. Him, add him to the list of trash cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, man, it's affordable at least. I can buy some high-end Wilson cards for, I don't know, 50 bucks maybe. Sure. Okay. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, any questions or concerns, anything that you want to reach out to us about and talk about the hobby, we welcome it all the time, good or bad. These are just our thoughts, things that we realize along the way. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Have an amazing week and an amazing weekend. We are extremely happy football is back. And as always, keep spreading the love of this hobby. Bear down from your friends at Jelly Cards. <laughs>